0: feel tired after the day at work, want to chill and listen to some hot facts about stars, we got you this relaxing jazzy jingle, and after that, a gossip program every Tuesday from 5 to 6 on Mushtar FM.
1: Hello, hello, everybody. This is your favorite program, Gossip, and today with me in the studio,
0: Tristan, hello, everybody. And Gossip is also my favorite program, so I'm so (laughs) happy to be here.
1: And I'm Irina, if you could understand, I (laughs) hope already you can. So today we will talk about celebrities, of course. And as we know, they live glamorous lives, but some of them have to deal with pretty crazy fans. In some cases, super fans turn into stalkers. Following celebrities around and even breaking into and entering their homes, from having top-of-the-line security systems to employing teams of bodyguards to keep themselves and their families safe from creepy stalker fans, the stars don't always have it easy. And it seems like the more famous they are, the more at risk their safety becomes.
0: Yeah, of course, because more you have fans, more you have. Like chance or percentage to have like crazy fun inside this big amount of uh, follower people. And sometimes there is like so creepy, weird story. So we'll try to share some of them with you today. And maybe you already know, but I think there is a lot of them. Not so nice because personally, when I make some kind of research for this program, I discover a lot of uh, unexpected stories about fun, but also about celebrities sometimes. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and I also found a lot of stories and some of them really fun and creepy at the same time actually, but some stories are really really creepy and I would like to start with a story about Ricardo Lopez. He is also known as the Bjork stalker who attempted to kill Icelandic musician Bjork in September 1996. In 1993, Lopez became fixated on Bjork. And he began gathering information about her life, followed her career and wrote her numerous fan letters. As time passed, his fixation about Bjork became all-consuming and he grew more disconnected from reality. In his diary, Lopez wrote of longing to be accepted by Bjork and to be a person who had an effect on her life. He fantasized about inventing a time machine that would enable him to time travel to the 70s to become friends with her as a child. And one special fact that actually his fantasies about Bjork were not sexual and it was only about, you know, like friendship, how they can interact, how he can Mm -hmm. affect on her life. So in 1990. 6. Lopez was living alone in an apartment in Hollywood, in Florida. Around this time, he read an article in Entertainment Weekly that mentioned Bjork was in a romantic relationship with musician Goldie. Lopez was angered by this perceived betrayal and the fact that she was involved with a black man writing in his diary. I wasted eight months and she has a lover.
0: Yeah, such a story. (laughs) (laughs)
1: He began fantasizing about how he could punish Bjork. (laughs) Lopez stopped writing his diary and began filming a video diary in his apartment. According to Lopez, the diary's purpose was to document his life and his plan. He recorded 11 videotapes containing approximately 2 hours of footage each. The tapes contained footage of Lopez preparing his revenge and discussing his crush that ended up as an obsession. Lopez's anger over Bjork's relationship with Goldie intensified and he decided to kill her. In one and try, he states, I'm just going to have to kill her. I'm going to send a package, I'm going to be sending her to hell. Lopez initially intended to construct a bomb filled with hypothermic needles containing HIV-tainted blood, which satisfied his desire to have a lasting effect on Björk's life. When he realized it would not be feasible to build such a device, Lopez began constructing a letter bomb using sulfuric acid in a hollowed-out book, which he planned to have sent to Björk's home in London by her record label. The device was designed to explode and kill or disfigure Bjork as she opened the book. He would commit suicide after mailing the bomb, hoping that in the event that the bomb killed Bjork, the two would be united in heaven. But fortunately, this bomb didn't kill Bjork, but he killed himself. And this is how this story ended. Actually, it's really, really creepy. But we know really sad story about John Lennon, who yeah. finally was killed by crazy guy.
0: Unfortunately, too. But yeah, it's uh, so powerful. This kind of uh, let's say celebrity or star image, which can affect so much some people. And uh, after they can act like that. It's kind of unbelievable. But yeah, it happened on. Uh, This one with Björk is a kind of not happy end but uh, at the end she's safe but yeah as you speak about John Lennon unfortunately there is also some bad end so uh, yeah we can move on John Lennon's story and I think you already all know that John Lennon was murdered by a crazy fan in uh, December 1980 but it's a kind of more deep and complex story also because it not came like that and it's a process in the head of this uh, killer which grown up with the years and also with uh, how John Lennon's career evolved and how the public image of John Lennon changed through the year during this uh, 60s, 70s decade and uh, to make it quick and sum up because it's yeah, it's like a really deep story and uh, this killer is um, named Mark David Chapman and the uh, is now really known, but only for that sad uh, fact. But uh, he didn't have, like, a happy life. He grew up in a kind of bad uh, family environment with a violent father. And uh, he discovered Beatles at the beginning of Beatlemania, around uh, 64, 65. And he was quite... Uh, Big fan of Beatles, like one of the first fan when their career starting to really rising up. But uh, as you know, the career of Beatles really change a lot during their life. So starting with more of this uh, rock and roll from the UK, and after they move to this kind of psychedelic wave, they experiment a lot of different stuff in their music and also in their uh, speech and uh, what ideals, what ideas. They want to share with their audience, and uh, the speech of Lennon was very controversial at that time, and especially his speech about uh, religion. Lennon said this uh, famous sentence: "Now we are more famous than Jesus." Mm. And uh, for Chapman, it was one of the reason of this uh, choice because even now it's difficult to have like one uh, clear explanation why uh, Chapman attempted to kill uh, Lennon, but. The explanations that uh, come back the more often is about uh, the changing of Lennon's position in uh, his uh, daily life and the uh, political ideals or just uh, ideas about the world.
1: He just was like disappointed.
0: Yeah, it's a kind of disappointed. Mm. And he said that due to that, I prefer to kill him. And he was also influenced by some reading. Or I don't have like the full story, but it's... Uh, A lot of stuff around Chapman push him to attempt this uh, murder. And it's quite interesting because he tried a first attempt before the murder in December uh, 1980. And the first attempt is quite... I don't really know how to describe it. I will just tell the story and let you know to make your own uh, view about it. But he tried to meet Lennon first time to kill him. And Mm -hmm. in order to make that, he followed Lennon and just uh before then Lennon and uh Yoko ono enter in their car, I think, a lot of fan came to ask for some uh, signature or mm-hmm. some uh, to speak to just shake hand and so they have the habit of it. And Chapman went with this group of fans in order to approach Lennon and they give to Lennon a Beatles album for a signature and Lennon make a signature and after he ask several times to Chapman is it okay? Do you want more stuff? Uh, maybe we can just check, hand, we can talk if you want. And the uh, face of this kind of kindness, Chapman decide to not kill Lennon now, but to postpone his uh, murder attempt. So it's quite, you know, oh. the brain of this man, mm-hmm. I think is quite, uh, yeah. he have some brain problem or disability. I don't uh, really know uh, all uh, the story. No, but, but of yeah.
1: course it's not healthy story. And when we talk about all crazy fans, uh, we can say exactly that it's not healthy story.
0: Yeah. And uh but unfortunately he continued in that idea and yeah mm-hmm. the eighth of December nineteen eighty he shot five bullets on Lennon and four of these bullets touch Lennon and uh, he dying on, on the street in front of his uh, apartment and uh now we all know this uh story and we also know that we lost a great artist at the beginning or middle of a great career but it's also yeah, yeah it's already uh, yeah sad story, but uh, it's how sometimes uh, all this celebrity or fame world can be also really dangerous because your image became public, and all the people that follow this public image not have the same view on it and sometimes can totally uh shape their mind in very bad purpose, and it also can be re- really dangerous and I think this story is really sad, and it yeah. kind of proves this bad event but uh
1: but do you know that uh, there is a movie? about Chapman and Jared Leto played his role as I remember and he even gained many kilos for this role did you watch it?
0: no I never heard about it but it's funny that you talk about Jared Leto because there is also some stories about Jared Leto yes I
1: know so maybe it's a good moment to start his story
0: yeah we can go to Jared Leto and it's lighter stories than uh, Lennon and Bjork it's kind of creepy but the react of Leto is also creepy you will see as Irina said Leto play uh Jared Leto play apparently in this movie. I didn't know, but maybe you know him more recently in a Suicide Squad movie when he plays the role of Joker. Mm-hmm. But he was very bullied for this role because he oh,
1: actually I didn't watch that movie. Oh,
0: you're right, it's not a good movie. and <laughs> Leto played not so good for me. But uh about Jared Leto, there is so this funny story. It's a mix between uh The story of Van Gogh and the crazy fan because you know that uh, Van Gogh was also a kind of crazy painter and one day he cut one of his ears Mm -hmm. to offer him and uh, it's a little bit the same for Leto because one day the actor received in uh, his mailbox a cutted ear Mm. like that with a note and uh, on the note was writing Are you listening? With no more explanation and he never knows from who these ears come and uh, for which reason. So it's really creepy, but how Jared later reacts is more creepy for me because he pocketed all in uh, that ears and he wore it as a necklace. Oh. And you can find some pictures on the uh, internet about it. And he added with a joke, like, uh, just don't put your entire body in case and send it to us. He take it good apparently, but... Uh, <laughs> It's kind of more creepy to have like a cutted ear in you <laughs> as a necklace. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. maybe the fan of Lito have the same uh, minds than Lito. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But
1: let's go to other creepy story. And even not one story, because this famous singer had a lot of crazy stalkers. I mean Rihanna. Uh, She has dealt with several stalkers in recent years, but the scariest is the guy who goes by the name of Ralph Alexander on Twitter. He tweeted a photo of himself outside of her home and also tweeted death threats and mentioned purchases of guns. The stalker sent Rihanna a sexually graphic video. It's not here, but still... And I don't know actually about his destiny, but before in uh, 2014, New York homeless man Kevin McGlynn was arrested for delivering handwriting notes, calling her a B, I mean worked with B letter, (laughs) uh, to Rihanna's apartment, as well as sending four letters to her home in Los Angeles. McGlyn was later sent to a psychiatric hospital with the judge comparing his behavior to that of the man who shot John Lennon and calling him a tragedy waiting to happen. So it was really crazy guy. But one more crazy guy, Dante Soyu, sent Gwyneth Paltrow more than 500 messages, sex toys and pornography during just one year. Wow. And he was eventually convicted and sent away to a mental institution. And in 2009, his correspondence started again and lasted until 2015. And Soy wanted to show Paltrow what he was a changed man and wanted to marry her.
0: (laughs) Yeah, good idea. After all this uh, sending, I think you have all your chance.
1: <laughs> yeah, and one more crazy and funny story about Selena Gomez. In 2014, Czech Cruz wanted to be near Selena Gomez so much, and he was released from jail for trespassing of her property and went straight back <laughs> to the start home after that. I mean, oh. he just left prison. And went to her home again. And of course, he was arrested again.
0: <laughs> well, like a really motivated man, but yeah. he didn't understand the lesson first time, apparently. But yeah, sometimes fun can have this really fixed idea in a mind. Yeah, it can be really, really strange and freak out for the star. And you speak a lot about Singer, and I think I will continue on that wave, because there is a... Also kind of creepy story about Dolly Parton. I don't know if you know her is uh, an American singer. Personally, I don't really listen her songs, but she's really famous for one song called Jolene and there is a lot of really cool covers of this song, especially the one of the white stripes that I really advise you to listen at the beginning of the uh, seventies decade, a fan of Parton left. Uh, just a born baby called Jolene or her doorstep and uh, with this baby there is a note saying my name is Jolene my mama has left me here and she wants you to have me so Dolly Parton uh, like freaked out because it was quite unexpected and really strange <laughs> and so this baby was named after the success of her song and uh, she also said that this period after Jolene was the beginning of a really big success for her but also a kind of uh, change in the behavior of her fans because her fans starting to become more and more fanaticals and to act like with this really strange and weird uh, habit and uh, apparently they succeed to have her uh, mm. post address and to put some uh, kind of thing in her letterbox or yeah a baby in front of her door so the singer just uh, called the Department of Health and uh, Human Services in order to to care about this uh, young uh, Jolene. And today, uh, nobody knows uh, what happened to this baby. I hope for her, she just grown up normally, but it's quite, uh, for me, it's really strong to just uh, give up your baby in front of, of the yeah. door like that. And, uh, and I think it's also really difficult for the singer to find this in front of you and like... Uh, People say that uh, I made this baby after you. I want that you take care of him. You take care of her. It's uh, like a uh, heavy stuff. <laughs> mm,
1: yeah. But what kind of story do you want to listen now? Creepy or funny?
0: Oh, no. Let's move to funny. <laughs> we have enough of creepy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but unfortunately, most of them are creepy. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, <laughs> which I have. But let's go to some funny stuff. Jennifer Lopez Stalker. John Dubis decided that he needed a vacation and thought it might be nice to settle in at J-Lo's guest house <laughs> in the Hamptons for six nights. When one of Lopez's employees finally discovered him, Dubis claimed to be the father of J-Lo's children and was taken in for psychiatric evaluation, of course. And also I read some information about Kardashian's like uh, one guy came to Kendall Jenner home and started to swim in the swimming pool. <laughs> but the creepiest fact that she has a lot of bodyguards, you know, security and all this uh, stuff, video cameras. I don't know. And guy just came and he had opportunity to swim in her swimming pool.
0: <laughs> it's look like unbelievable, but it makes me so love how these people can. Just think about it and just do it. It's so <laughs> I cannot imagine what's just uh, which kind of spark in their mind when they think about it.
1: Yeah, but can you <laughs> imagine that Sandra Bullock was forced to hide the her closet and call nine one one when her stalker Joshua James Corbett broke into her home in Los Angeles? And Corbett, uh, before, wrote letters and. Uh, Claimed uh, that he he loves Sandra Balak. So can you imagine? Guy just uh, came to her house, which yeah. is uh, also under protection. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, that's it. How is possible?
1: So it's really mm. creepy. I mean, nobody can be sure that uh, he or she is in safety.
0: Yeah, for me it's also the strange thing that I don't really understand how all these people can find so. Maybe it's not, but it looks to be so easy to find the post address of the star sometimes to send a letter to them or to try just to enter in their property. It's uh, kind of difficult to believe, but apparently it arrived and it's never arrived for good purpose. (laughs)
1: Yeah, but as I understood, you know, from some documentary, TV shows, it's not so hard to find a celebrity house in Los Angeles, for example, because yeah. they all live together. And uh, I don't know, even when you go to Europe, you can say like, oh, this is a huge house in Coma. It's house <laughs> of George Clooney, for example, you know, or Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie.
0: Yeah, you can try your luck.
1: Yeah, and they try and they can reach <laughs> their purpose.
0: Oh, yeah. But maybe to move on in more, let's say, cool story, more light, there is a kind of funny fan of Emma Stone. I think you know her, this American actress, Mm -hmm. known for some comedy movie like Superbad or blockbuster like Spider-Man, Zombieland, and also some more. And La La Land, of course. Yeah, and La La Land, of course, the famous movie in 2016, and about La La Land. I think you know in this movie is a musical comedy with a lot of uh, dancing sequence mm-hmm. and singing sequence and one of a uh, fan of Emma Stone a student from Arizona recreate one sequence one number of the movie it's the sequence when uh, they sing another day of sun and he also rewrites the lyrics to make it more personal in order to ask to Emma Stone to join him for the prom ball of his uh, high school Hmm. like with a sending video invitation uh, with this recreate La, La Land sequences. <laughs> and this one for me, it's not so creepy. It's a, it's a cool one. And also oh, yeah. uh, it's because Emma Stone answered fan. to him. <laughs> Unfortunately, she declining the invitation because uh, at that time she worked in London, but she sent to this fan like a thanking letter and uh, like a good luck for Prombal. For me to act like that, it's also funny and it creates a kind of uh, relationship between fan and uh Celebrities, which it's not so poisonous, I think, compared to the previous stories.
1: (laughs) Mm, If we talk about relationships between celebrities and their fans, I have some stories also. For example, about Chenin Tatum. He once told that uh, one of the most common encounters he has with fans is someone coming up to him and handing him a phone where he then has to explain to whoever is on the other end of the call that he's actually Channing Tatum speaking there, (laughs) speaking to them. Wow. (laughs) I don't know why. Such a complex. (laughs) Yeah, but people just want and ask him about it just to call my mom, I don't know, and say that you're Channing Tatum. And one more story about Jessica Chastain. And actually, I like her, but I don't know how to relate to this story. She told about a time when a fans waiting out in the cold beside her car for hours, freezing. Wow. By the time she came out, the fans was exhausted and so cold that they just started crying in front of her. Why so not? I can't understand why she was in her car, you know, for hours. And, I don't know, I can't imagine how she sat there and just looked at the fans who were freezing, I don't know, maybe close to death. <laughs> and finally, she decided to come out.
0: Take a step. <laughs>
1: yeah. And um, the last uh, short story about Kaya Scadellario. I don't know, do you know her or no? No, but, I don't think so. Uh, she's actually star of a TV show for teenagers. the Skins, And she told a pretty crazy story about a fan. She wrote her autograph on the fan's arm. And the next day, the fan came to her, showing her that she got her autograph tattooed. But unfortunately, that tattoo was super infected. Yeah. I mean, dear people, if you want to save, I don't know, this autograph on your body, please don't forget about... Rules, how to protect your health and uh, rules uh, which you have to follow when you do tattoos. Come on, you can't just uh, make tattoo from the autograph.
0: Yeah, this one for me, it's kind of strange also. How you can be so, like, fanatic in some way about uh, these people and their personality, but...
1: But, you know, it was a really popular joke, but I don't know, maybe it's not joke that in 90s, some people in Russia didn't wash their hands if their favorite celebrity touched them. I mean, for example, if they had uh, like handshakes, this arm was signed.
0: <laughs> yeah, we have the same stuff also in Friends are like, oh, you shake my hand. I will never wash my hand again. And <laughs> No, come on. I don't think so. I hope not. Okay. As you can see, uh, to be a fan of celebrity star, it's not uh, a bad stuff. And it's normal to be like uh, interesting and to really follow this personality and to feel attracted because most of them are very charismatic or very uh, impressed. But sometimes, unfortunately, it can lead to some very uh, poisonous behavior, I think. And it just uh, you know, I try to... To have some look back or step back in front of all this situation, and it can be good. But So we just hope that uh, no crazy fan will wait for us at the door of Mushtaraz and uh, yes, to follow us I'm in Irajaza about it, you because, know, because we are so <laughs> famous in the city. So yeah.
1: <laughs> maybe someone uh, is listening to our program and think, "What a nice voices these guys have! Mm-hmm. I want to see them."
0: So be careful with it. We will pay attention. <laughs> yes,
1: because I have. Several more creepy stories about <laughs> celebrities. For example, Miley Cyrus stalker Mark McLeod admitted that he was watching everything she does and said he received secret messages from the star through the TV. A classic sign of schizophrenia, of course. And he was arrested in Georgia when he stalked her on set on her film The Last Song, but was released the next day because of our crowding in jail. And nobody knows where he is now. (laughs) I think this is the creepiest thing.
0: Yeah, more dangerous. When it's like, uh, you know, unknown fans, it's more creepy, more weird, because it can happen again and again without really having final words of this story. Because when you know who try to follow you, to stalk you or to send this strange stuff, and uh, when these people are arrested or... to face off their action. I think it's also kind of uh, freedom for the celebrities. You know that the story is now ended or you have a face to put on your stalker. But if you can't put a face, it's uh, creepiest as well.
1: Yeah. And um, For example, if we talk about Madonna. While Madonna has had her share of stalkers, non-tops Robert Dewey Hoskins, who spent 10 years in jail for stalking her, Dewey continually gave Madonna nightmares by threatening to cut her from ear to ear and often scaled the fence of her home. After his time in jail, he was moved to a mental facility where he escaped from there and was quickly arrested for that. So this story had a little bit better end than the story with Miley Cyrus, but still, and I'm sure that they actually get a lot of messages like this. And maybe, you know, the movie, it's very old with Kevin Costner and Whitney Houston, the bodyguard, about a guy who protected a celebrity from a crazy guy who sent her messages like, I want to kill you. Really, there is difference between people who are just crazy and who text letters and who are ready for actions.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, this one are not like the more numerous. (laughs) But still, as you can... Here during this program there is creepy and strange story about it and I think there is a lot of uh, remaining lot uh, I can show you some little plot for example uh, Avril Lavigne I don't know if you remember this Ooh, singer yeah, and uh, during a show in uh, Japan she received a dead rabbit mm. because it's uh, in some countries it's a form of good luck or good fortune but not for Avril <laughs> Lavigne at all mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I think still today and forever, a lot of uh, people will continue to send this uh, strange mail to celebrities because uh, it's easy to be like uh, kind of unknown and to send it. And uh, fortunately, uh, the stalker or like these more dangerous people are not so numerous, but still it can happen. And uh, just need to make the differences between uh, to enjoy the work of this artist and not to be like, totally fanatics of, of them.
1: Yes, I think we can talk endlessly about it. Maybe you want to share some more stories which impressed you <laughs> in the highest way. No?
0: no? No, I think for me it's enough, but uh, you can find a lot of them on yeah. internet and uh, this one I think it's some of the most famous or maybe the most mediatized, but still I think... Uh, this kind of celebrities receive a lot of strange and weird stuff every day and uh, sometimes also they don't speak about it. Yeah. But still it's a yeah it's an endless topic and uh, it will be continue i think unfortunately.
1: But you know i think they have people who actually read uh, all these messages i mean i'm not sure that they can take all this stuff uh, directly because they have people who manage all yeah, yeah. this information. And, of course, it's clear when someone makes posts in social networks, you know, like, oh, I'm just near your home and I'm waiting for you.
0: Yeah, totally. Of course, they are star people with a like, public image that they share on a social network or TV show or in their work art. But they are still also a human being And uh, if you appreciate their work and if you say that you are a fan, I think it's also important to respect their life out of this uh, fame or artistic world because uh, everybody needs to have also some rest and <laughs> if when you want to rest you have some people that you don't know in your house, it's not a good rest, I think. Mm,
1: yeah, it's true. But let's hope that our fans don't know where we live. <laughs> I hope we… I don't think so. I hope <laughs> we were it too open, you know, when we went to their local bars. <laughs>
0: Uh, We will try to be careful now. But
1: still, (laughs) of course, we appreciate our fans. So be sure that we do our work for you, dear listeners. And we see you again. And today in the studio was Irina.
0: And Trista. Thank you for listening. And see you next time for another program. And uh, have a good week. Bye-bye. So we hope you enjoyed yourself and this program. But it wasn't enough, wasn't it? And
1: if you want more, come gossip with us next week on Mushtar FM.